Hello class, welcome to Faith School. God is with us for another day of growing in faith, developing in the faith that's the life God has chosen for us. It is the only way to please Him and praise God, it is the way to the victorious life, the overcoming life. We've saved your seat again right here in the front. So get your Bible, get you something to take notes with. Come right here and sit down with the rest of the class. We are going to let the Holy Spirit minister to us today, help us so that we hear exactly what we need to hear. The Lord, only the Lord knows how to get us from where we are to where He wants us to be. So let's agree in prayer. Let's come together in faith about this class. Father, in Jesus' name, what a privilege, what an honor it is to be able to come together like this, to uh, feed on your word, to allow your spirit to minister to us. We thank you for all of uh, uh, our partners and friends that uh, have made this possible. And your uh, provision, your, your faithful provision. And we, we pray that everyone uh, that should join us will come together in a hearing with a hearing ear, a seeing eye, uh, a receptive heart and mind. Let there come answers and direction and help for right now. Lord, there's nothing too hard for you. Nothing. No matter what situation we might face, it's your will that we overcome, that we, we, we be victorious, and that you be glorified. We ask you for it. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, open your Bibles again, please. The scripture that we've looked at previously, we want to continue and build on it. We saw in Romans, the first chapter and the 17th verse and our uh, invisible assistant is helping us here on the, boy, this, the, these blackboards are great. You, you don't have to erase them or anything. They're, they're very nice. But we see that uh, the scripture says in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. This is one of several references in the Old and the New Testament that repeat this phrase, the just shall live by faith. You'll see it here in Romans. You'll see it, I believe it's in Habakkuk. You'll see it in Galatians. You'll see it in Hebrews. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. It's how God has ordained for us to live. We learned in our previous class that the Father functions by faith. This is how God Himself functions and operates. He created the, the heavens and the earth by His faith. It's how He operates. He, he uh, conceives things inside Himself. He speaks it, believing it comes to pass. He calls those things that be not as though they were, 
and they become. He said, light be, Genesis records, and light became, and light was. It's a, it's a challenge to try to wrap your understanding around the power of faith. Because everything, I mean, the molecules of the desks uh, we sit on, the floor, the planet we're standing on, the air we breathe, it came into existence through faith-filled words. Well, the enemy of our souls would have us live a low, base, sense-ruled life. But we don't have to live in despair or defeat or confusion or fear. There's another way to live. You can live by faith. You can live in faith. You can function like our Heavenly Father functions. He is never negative. He is never defeated. He is never despondent or depressed or despairing. Never. Never. It, that wouldn't be faith. Because he knows and he never has a lapse and forgets. He knows if something's not the way you want it to be, you need to do something to change it. Not agree with the hopelessness of it, but to change it. And a heart full of faith and words full of faith will change your life. It could change your body. It can change your finances. It can change the situation with your children, with your spouse, with your job. Friend, it's exciting to find out what faith in God will do. Faith is a way of life. Like we had talked before, it's not a doctrinal position, not a theological position. Well, this is my faith, talking about these are the things I believe. And some people say, well, y'all are that, that faith group. Faith is not a group. Well, there was a faith movement. No, faith existed before human beings existed. It'll always exist. It's how God functions. It's how everything was created. So let's open up our spirits to the instruction of the Holy Spirit and, and allow Him to shape and reshape and, and renew our thinking and our perception until everything we do is of faith, from faith, to faith. Let's read that again, Romans 1.17. What did he say? He said, the righteousness of God in the gospel is revealed from faith to faith. Faith develops. Faith is progressive. Sometimes people have, they just said, well, I, I have faith. I, I believe. I, I'm a believer. And they think, well, that's it. You know, you've arrived. You're, you're a believer. No, no, no. Uh, God has dealt to all of us a measure of faith. 
But then it depends on what you do with it as to whether it shrinks, whether it develops, whether it weakens, or whether it gets stronger. Uh, to one church, the Spirit of God had said, uh, the church at Thessalonica, he said, uh, your faith grows exceedingly. Well, that, that means your faith is developing and not just a little, not just a, a, a little bit more or at a little bit faster pace. It grows exceedingly. I think it would do us well to just confess that out loud and say, my faith grows exceedingly. Let's say it together. My faith grows exceedingly. Praise God. That's the will of God. Well, what will that mean? Will, you, will that affect your life? How will it influence what you do? You're operating more like God functions and operates. The just shall walk by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight, the scripture says. Now, um, go to Galatians, please, the, uh, the second chapter. And let's look further into this. Learning how to go to bed in faith. Sleep by faith. If you've been having trouble sleeping, this is how you deal with it. You quit saying, I can't sleep. That's not faith. You get a hold of a scripture and you say, he gives his beloved sleep. And even though you might have tossed and turned for uh, several previous nights, you say, I'm going to go in there to my bedroom. I'm going to lay down. I'm going to sleep well. I'm going to sleep well. I'm going to sleep good all night. Have good, restful sleep. And if you don't just fall asleep instantaneously, you don't let that move you. You're, you're beginning to function by faith. And even if you hadn't experienced it like you want to, you're expecting it to be the way you're saying it and believing it. You're functioning by faith. And whatever needs to be changed in your body, in your mind, so that you can sleep and you can sleep well, it'll begin to happen. It'll begin to affect. Can you see why we, we, we keep saying faith is not a theological position. Faith is not a group. Faith is not a movement. Faith is how we live. Faith is how God functions. In Galatians, the second chapter, the 16th verse, it says, Knowing the man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, not by the works of the law. By the works of the law, no flesh will be justified. Verse 20 says, verse 20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh I live by the faith 
of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Before you're born again, you don't live by faith. You walk by sight. You live by feelings. You live by reasoning. You live in fear. But when you're born again and you're in Christ, did you see that 20th verse? This is a wonderful thing. He said, Christ lives in me now. And the life which I live now, different from how I used to live, the life I live now in the flesh, I live by the faith. So this is a, a fifth reference. We live by faith. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Can you see he's talking about a completely different way of living? than pre-Christ, before being born again. You live differently. You think differently. You perceive things. You can see something the way it looks in the flesh and the natural, or you can see it by faith. You can talk about how you feel about it, or you can talk about it in faith. You can talk about how people have treated you, or you can speak good things over them by love and faith that they don't look like and they're not acting like. But if they're in trouble and hurting, they need some help. And who's believing for them? In many cases, maybe your relatives, maybe your co-workers, depending on if they're believers or not, you may be in a situation where nobody else is believing God. Nobody else is being positive. No one else is... Uh, using their words to change things. Nobody else is being positive. Oh, that, that's when it becomes critical that you not, follow, you not flow along with them, but that you act like the child of God that you are. You act like your father. What would my father speak over this situation? How many know the father will never look at a bad situation and go, oh, that's bad. That's bad, bad. I don't know what we're going to do with that. That's just awful. Because if he decreed it to be awful, it'd be awful forever. And nobody could ever get away from it being awful. No, no, no. He speaks life into situations. Always positive, always light, always life, always love, always faith. And as you learn these things, you begin to see, even if you've learned a couple of things about faith, would you say, from the time I get up in the morning to the time I go to bed and every thought and every word, every response is faith only? Well, that means you've got some room to grow. That's why we're having faith class. That's why we saved you this seat right here. <laughs> and we're going to keep on coming before the Lord. And letting the Spirit of God change our insights and help us get our mind renewed and let the spirit of faith become part of us, intertwined with our spirit. So that, you know, you can train yourself. If you've trained yourself to fly off the handle and 
get mad and have a temper and cuss and use bad language, if you've trained yourself to do that for the last 30 years, you'll do it without even thinking about it. But the good news is you can be retrained. You can be retrained just like people will automatically and immediately just go negative and go angry and go uh, bad language. You can train yourself, let the Spirit of God help you to train yourself to where your, your first and immediate response is faith. Without even thinking, you'll immediately start speaking good things over that. You'll immediately start telling it to change. You'll immediately start speaking scriptures over it. You'll immediately start expecting good instead of bad. You'll immediately start calling those things that be not as though they were. Can you begin to see why this pleases the Father? He's looking at a world full of negative and dark blasphemy and all kind of terrible things. And when he can see you and me in the middle of this, respond in a completely different way, respond like he himself would respond. Well, why wouldn't that please the Father? Why wouldn't that please our God? It does. Look at it again. Galatians 2 and 20. Christ lives in me. Say it out loud everybody. Christ lives in me. And because he said because now Christ lives in me. Because you've been born again. The life that I live now. In the flesh. That's not later on in heaven. That's right now. I live this life now. By the faith of the son of God. Who loved me. And gave himself for me. If uh, you're watching this broadcast. And this sounds new to you. And you don't. Uh, there hadn't been a time. When you received Jesus. Into your heart and life. Now's your time, right now. I want you to come close to the screen, and you're going to do this with your words and with your faith. And class, join in with me as we pray this prayer. Say it out loud, Father God, Father God I, believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in your Son, Jesus, I in your son, Jesus. that he died on the cross, that he paid the price. For all my sins. And I believe. You've raised him from the dead. He's alive right now. King of kings. And Lord of lords. And I say Lord Jesus. Come into my heart. Come into my life. I receive you. And all you've done for me. In Jesus, name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you've done that for the first time, now Christ lives in you. The anointed one lives in you. Or if you came back, maybe you, you had given your heart to him some time ago, but you got away, but you came back today. You are ready now to quit living the way the unsaved world lives and live in this new way called living by faith, living like God, functioning 
like the Father. The life I live now in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now look at the very next verse, verse 21. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, Christ is dead in vain. Notice immediately after talking about living by faith, he says, I don't frustrate the grace of God. Why would you say that? Well, if you read the whole context of this chapter, and actually the whole little book, then you see what he's talking about. But there is the aspect of grace and faith that we need to understand if we don't live by faith, it frustrates the grace of God. Why would that be so? What does that mean? Well, look with me. Turn with me, please, to the book of Romans and the fifth chapter. I tell you what, let's, let's swap these around. Let's do it a different way. Ephesians 2.8, just put that on the, uh, the board for us, please. Ephesians 2.8. It says, for by grace are you saved through faith. By grace you're saved, through faith, that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God. Now, grace, what is it? The word gift describes a big part of the meaning of the word grace. Grace, one of the simplest definitions, is all that God has given us. You could sum up grace by just saying that. What is grace? Grace is all that God has given us. He's given us the new birth. He's given us eternal life. He's given us salvation. It's a free gift. Righteousness. Healing. Protection. Blessing. But we're saved not just by grace, but also through faith. Everybody say it out loud. By grace. By grace. Through, faith. through faith. Now in Romans that we were talking about a moment ago. Romans 5 and verse 1. We'll put that up. Romans 5 and 1. It says therefore being justified by faith. We have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. By whom also verse 2. We have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now this helps us to see what it means we're saved by grace through faith. We have access into grace by faith. This begins to reveal why not living by faith would frustrate the grace of God. What is grace? Grace is all 
that God has given. Well, what frustrates a giver? What would frustrate a giver? Not the gifts not being received would frustrate the giver. Right? If you had gone to great lengths to prepare a meal for somebody, and you want to give it to them and let them eat it, but they wouldn't receive it and they wouldn't eat it. Could that frustrate you? Or if you had gone to great lengths and, and shopped and searched and found just the right items for somebody and you bought them and you paid for them and you wrapped them up and made them look nice and you brought them to them and they wouldn't receive it. They wouldn't receive it. That could frustrate a giver. Well, our Father is the greatest giver that there's ever been, and He's given the most that's ever been given. So what would frustrate the grace of God? Not receiving. Not receiving. Why is it that without faith it's impossible to please Him? Because how can the greatest giver in all time and eternity be pleased and happy if nobody's receiving from him. That wouldn't please him. And that would frustrate his giving or his grace. So as great as, as grace is, and as wonderful as all that God has given is, none of it will be enjoyed. None of it will be experienced unless somebody receives by faith. Praise God. By grace, through faith, we're saved. Well, the word save is the big word in the Bible. It doesn't just mean saved from hell. It means saved from all kind of bad things. When you said, I'm saved, you said a lot. Saved from what? And I've been saved from being lost. I've been saved from being separated from God. I've been saved from condemnation and guilt and shame. I've been saved from uh, being sick and having to die young. I've been saved from having to live broke and, and my needs not met. I've been saved. But how am I saved? By grace, by everything God's given. But then what else? Through faith. Faith is the hand or hands that receive all that grace has given. And it's frustrating to grace when nobody steps out in faith, when nobody reaches out, when nobody lays hold. Well, we're becoming those who know how to lay hold morning, noon, and night. Live by faith, morning, noon, and night. Hallelujah. 